and welcome to episode number two, season two of What's Bruises? I'm Shelly. I'm Bianca. And I'm Deanna. And here we come together to serve the brew. Back like we never left. So we are back. We're still in isolation. (laughs) Just for a couple more weeks, but we'll be right back at it, you know, back together at the table. But until then, um, we're still here. We are still here. In the new year. Yeah, so, so our last, last episode was New Year's, you know, yeah. talking about resolutions, whether you have one, whether you don't, goals, long-term goals, short-term goals. Uh, how did you guys feel about that episode? Really, really good. I thought it was very insightful. Definitely want to stay focused. And maybe I can use that and, like, keep watching it, you know, every month, at the end of every month to see if I'm keeping on track. Yeah, That's not a bad so- idea. Yeah, and we got dressed up, so that's always fun. Um, did our our wine slash punch slash ginger ale toast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all kitty drinks? Um, but yeah, so I think I realized my um, secret love of getting all dolled up. Um, and I think focus is, is one of the keys for the new year. Yeah. My acronym for this year is uh, PIMP, but PMP, Protecting My Peace, Prosperity, Personal Health, Personal Finances. So I'm going to be pimping in 2023, but not that kind of pimping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. That that sounds good. That's one. I, I like acronyms and keeping that behind your mind because you can keep repeating it to yourself, you know, to make sure that you are protecting your peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is very... Very, very, very important um, in terms of, you know, protecting your peace. If that entails uh, getting a change of scenery sometime, you know, creating hard boundaries with people and even work, you know, ensuring you have proper work-life balance. Yes. All of those things are important. Balance is definitely important. So today's episode is... Uh, embracing or embrace revelation. So we're going to talk about, you know, how we tap into God's plan over our plan or make sure our plans align with God's plan um, and just explore, you know, the topic of revelation as a whole. Um, But before we get into that, as always, we want to start off with some icebreakers, some fun icebreaker questions. And of course, we invite the brew crew to uh, answer as well. We'd like to know how these questions resonate with you. Uh, so the first question is, what skill or talent would you most like to learn? What skill or talent would I most like to learn? Um, have so many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think for me, I always want to learn to play an instrument. Um, yeah. I Any would particular love instrument? To be, huh? Any particular instrument? Um, I think I want to learn the guitar. Ooh, that's a good one. I think I want to learn. Mm-hmm. I can see myself just, you know, rocking it out to myself. <laughs> um, I also want to learn um, Spanish. I took a few classes in high school and maybe one in college. Um, but it 
you know, I know a few words here and there, but, you know, I want to be more fluent. Um, and my dream goal is to be able to dance. <laughs> so you have to dance according to how you dance. Like, dance like nobody's watching. Mm -hmm. I do that. I actually have a sign over here uh, and it says, trust me, you can dance and it's signed by wine. So when I have wine, <laughs> wine <laughs> that I can dance. So there's that. Good. Um, for me, I want to learn another language, specifically French. I do want to go um, to Paris. Um, so that's the language I've always, and then my last name is LaRue. So, you know, people always assume that I do know how to speak French, but I don't. So speaking French and learning how to swim. Mm -hmm. um, Those are good. I want to take yeah. that and then I, I, I like, like freely swim in the ocean, but I, I do <laughs> know how to learn how to swim so I can be in a pool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to learn how to swim. I would like to learn how to play an instrument as well. I think I was thinking about that. I'm like, I like a lot of instruments, but I think it would be cool to learn to play like the keyboard and piano. Um I also wouldn't mind learning to play the violin. So there's that. But you um, play the violin? I never played the violin. So oh. I wanted to play the violin. But my mother was like, you don't want to play the violin. The violin's born. So she basically made me pick something else. Um, but yeah, I always wanted. Hmm? What did you pick? Oh, I uh, played the clarinet. Okay. Yeah. And I played in grade school and high school. But the college marching band scene is like really intense. So it's like, you know, even though it's a great vehicle and people get scholarships for it and all that. It just, it wasn't, I, I decided not to do that, but yeah. Um, so yes, learning to swim, learning to play an instrument. Uh, what was Bianca's other one? What did you say, Bianca? Uh, language, learn Spanish. Oh yeah, yeah. I would like to learn a few languages, but I guess top of mind would be to learn Swahili. So like one of my um, functions with my husband, people walk up to me and assume that I know Swahili. So they always start talking to me and then I either like just look at them like, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Or, you know, I said, I don't, I don't speak Swahili. And then they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. But so yeah, it would be nice if I could just, you know, start talking back. I know a few phrases, but not enough. Um, next question. Would you rather watch a movie on your TV at home or on the big screen in the theater and why? It all depends on the movie, like big action movies like uh, Black Panther. I love seeing those type of movies in the theater because, you know, everybody has their own opinion. And when we did see Black Panther in the movie theater, um, just, I don't know, being there with everybody made it better. You know, people were like expressing outwardly how they felt about certain pieces of the movie. <laughs> So that was fun. Um, but like if it's like a romantic type of movie, I like to watch those at home in the comforts of my own home. Yeah, that actually was going to be my answer as well. I think I like to, I used to be a person that went to the movies probably every month. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm like, huh, I'll wait till it comes on video or I can watch it at home because I can get on my reclining couches. I love this couch so much. 
Uh, I get on my reclining couch. I can have my snacks. I don't have to sneak stuff in because I am a, I'm a snack sneaker. I'm going to be honest. I know this isn't right, but I, I will go buy my snacks from Walmart, put it in my purse, sneak it in. But in the comforts of my own home, I don't have to sneak stuff. But like, yeah, big action movies like Black Panther and um, uh, what was the other one? With the guy Keanu Reeves, I love seeing that in the theaters. Um, the Matrix? No, not the Matrix. He was he was um he was married and his wife and his dog was John, John something John Wick John Wick yeah. yeah I love seeing movies like that in theaters so John Wick is a good series like that whole movie yeah that's really good I like that yeah I don't go to the movies as nearly as much as I used to. But I do enjoy the theater experience. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be an action movie. If it's just a, a movie that I really want to see um, and I have gone to the movies by myself, I like enjoying being at the movies by myself too, especially if it's something that, that most people don't want to see. <laughs> um, like I know I went and saw that movie, God is Real, when the little boy like fell through the water and the... Uh, he fell through a, a like an icy lake or whatever, oh. and he was in a coma. And um, you know, he's, uh, he or heaven is real. I think the name of it is. And he like uh, was heaven is like in between life and death experience or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think nobody wanted to see that. <laughs> I was just talking about myself, but it was really good. <laughs> I always I'm always like, I don't even know what movies you're talking about. <laughs> I, do. I always see those movies on um, YouTube. They'll show, like, you know, depending upon, like, what you watch on YouTube, YouTube will show you those type of things. I like to watch a lot of church sermons. But um, I always see movies like that, and I find them extremely enjoyable because it's like you kind of get an idea of what it's like to, you know, kind of choose whether it's like I'm mm-hmm. going to or I'm staying here on earth and get a better understanding of like the whys, you know, on, on earth. Mm-hmm. Our next question, uh, what is your idea of a great day? Ooh. For me, it's waking up to a clean home, mm-hmm. um, having the day off. So no, no work, you know, per se. <laughs> Uh, at some point, designing, um, spending time with God, and spending time with my daughter, um, chopping it up with my parents. Um, Sorry, and, guys, my camera's falling, so I'm all in it. Maybe a chat here or two with my my brothers to drive me crazy. A call with you guys, um, and then a massage to end it all. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good day to me. So, Bianca, what was, what's your perfect day like? Um, I hate, I, you know, Shelly said waking up to a clean house. And I was like, oh, I hate to sound boring. But when my house is clean and the candles are lit um, and it's just really quiet. And it has to be like spring or summertime because I could go out in my backyard with my cup of coffee and just hold it and drink coffee sitting outside and letting my dog run around and um then I get to go shopping and spend as much money as I want (laughs) but there aren't any lines so I don't have to wait and also a massage too yeah 
Um, so yeah, you, my, <laughs> my idea of a good day is definitely waking up on a warm day. So yeah, spring or summer, um, <laughs> clean house, everybody's like in their rightful place and just being peaceful and calm. Um, definitely looks like a spa day to me. Like <laughs> a whole spa day. Like, uh, like when was that? Was it? It was my birthday. I think I don't know. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, you guys, along with my other family and friends, gave me a gift certificate. So I had like the queen of the spa package. I got the facial, the massage, the time in the jacuzzi, the sauna, like the whole four or five hours uh, at the spa. That's my kind of day. <laughs> I love that spot. I'm just gonna chime in. We haven't been since was it Shelly's birthday or my birthday? One of our birthdays we went. Mine. Yours. Mm -hmm. I love that spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Smells yeah, yeah. good in there. I love getting their facials. The facials has become my thing. Like I I would actually prefer <laughs> facial over a massage, but I shoo if I can just do both. Girl, um, this existence. We're doing both. We're gonna do soon. both. Yeah, <laughs> very, very soon. Um, I'm, I'm like every big celebration that happens, we should do like something to kind of treat ourselves because that good thing happened. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, if we could get a facial. And a I still want to check out that other spa that I haven't been to yet. I still want to check out that other spa that we haven't been to yet. The King Spa, or whatever. Uh, the one that's no, 24 that hours. Nasty. Bianca feels like it sounds nasty because 24 hours. Like, why does that mean it's a nasty place? Because it's open 24 hours. But they have an even more extensive I menu mean, of services. Tell me this. <laughs> who's, who's getting spa services at 2 a.m.? What if you work over Maybe people who work, who work second shift. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just sounds suspects, but okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, and as long as you, don't worry about what they do in the next room. Just get your spot. <laughs> I'll jump yeah. in and ask a question. If you had to lose one of your senses, which one would you want to lose? Oh, that's a good that one. is one of the questions. Actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> um, for me, um, after having COVID and losing my sense of taste for a couple of days, maybe for like a week, I think I lost mine. Um, I kept trying to like eat for sour things to get it back. Like, let me just get some uh, some lemon and see if I could get it, see if I could taste it. And I was so frustrated that I had no taste. Um, so taste for me would have to be one that now that I kind of know the experience, I could do it again. Cause then I was like, I started feeling like, well, if I can't taste nothing, I might as well eat these grapes. <laughs> so that would be my answer. So you would choose to lose it forever? Yeah. It, 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 got, it made me eat healthier things. I was and like, hey, yeah, it might be helpful for a uh, weight management not to be able to taste. Yeah. Cause I'm like, and I want to well, be able to see and hear. Yeah, I'm like, if I can't taste the strawberry, um, you know, a cake, or if I can't taste the chocolate, then I might as right. well even eat it. So let me ask this question. What are all the senses here, see, a taste, sight. smell? Okay, so, so say it again, Bianca. 
Hear, see, taste, smell. Touch. Touch. Being able to feel. That's five. How many are there? Six? Or five. 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 I, I think, yeah, I guess it has to be taste because I need to see and hear. And touch is pretty important. It is. It's like, but not being able to taste is kind of annoying because it's like I don't know if this is too saucy, if I should be eating it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you can see it, so you can kind of see what you're eating too. And if it's something healthy, like I, it, it truly like flipped my mind. I'm like, I literally was like, well, if I can't taste, then whatever. I might as well just eat something. Mm -hmm. And um, I was reading like different things that you can do to kind of get your sense of taste back. And it was like grapes and a lot of fruit, lemon, things like that. And then some people have literally like lost their sense of taste, um, you know, since they've had COVID and never got it back. So yeah. I just was like, if I can't taste it, might as well just eat something healthy. I think I'll go with taste too. I actually saw a video online. This um, person made like a, a drink. I want to say they were boiling ginger root and lemon and some other things together yeah and that helped them get their sense of taste back after covid i don't know how if it works for everyone but you know you're still without your taste this may be something you want to try for sure yeah so our next question is what about becoming an adult caught you completely off guard bills the <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry excuse me i heard Bills. <laughs> so when I became a mini adult in my late teens, early 20s, I used to be excited about paying bills. I don't know if this sounds nuts, but getting mail in my name and I like had to pay it was like, oh, I'm an adult now. I'm so grown up. But then when you start getting more than mugs, it's like, oh, this is <laughs> gross. <laughs> gross. Hey. <laughs> Uh, yes, that bills for sure. And also that like nobody um, cares. Like you're an adult. Get it together. <laughs> like, like, there's no crying in adulting. There is no crying in adulting. It's like, there's yes. crying, but it's kind of like crying all the time. Crying. I'm going like, to do nothing about it. Let's go. Do schedule. <laughs> Moving on. Day number two. And that it's like a vicious cycle of, um, you know, getting up with the routine and going to work and nobody that necessarily answers to. So you have to be responsible for doing these things on your own. Um, not that that was necessarily a shock, but definitely eye opening. Like, nobody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it kind of caught me off guard the first time I like just encountered people that were uh mean or spiteful for no reason or just yeah. made up something in their head about me that was like what like where'd you get that from you know like in the workplace i remember this lady just decided she didn't like me um i don't think i ever even had a conversation with her but she just didn't like the idea of me for whatever reason um yeah. and i got recognized at work for something and she was like of course she she young she don't have no responsibilities she don't have nothing else to do but like be here on time and be all this you know stellar employee stuff plus her mama work here you know it was just like just evilness for no reason that's um, not nice yeah that's that's the worst thing um i think 
I think that happened to me though much much younger in high school people didn't like you for whatever reason there are people that I still like I wonder why they didn't like me you know growing up or yeah I, I think I experienced that in high school too but I guess I expected more out of adults <laughs> I was expecting like mature adulthood, uh, you know. People, people have their reasons, you know, for for not liking you. I never really care about, you know, um, like I care about why, just so I can get a better gist of like what I could have possibly did to make this person not like me. But not so much to like do my research. Sometimes when it comes to people, and and I think if you're an adult and you don't like somebody, and you're gonna treat that person wrong. Have enough respect to maybe tell them exactly what they did to right, to right. Hurt you. And if not, don't just be mean for any reason. Like that's right. kind of rude. I was like, I didn't even realize this person really existed. I mean, we you know worked in the same place, but I was like, I, I hadn't paid enough attention to her to form an opinion about her one way or the other. So I was just like, kind of like, why do you have all this? Her towards me? Um, very, very dumb. Yeah. So, um, what luxury is totally worth the price to you? Uh, luxury hotel room. Ooh. Being in a very nice hotel room. I agree. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I cannot. Um, I feel like if I'm staying at a hotel, I at least want to feel like, um, you know, it's an, it's an experience, not an experience, yeah. a bad one where I'm feeling like, oh my God, is something going to bite me up in here? No, so. yeah, no. Um, you make sure nothing's gonna bite us when we go. <laughs> <laughs> I like I mean, even at a top notch hotel or resort, there could be an issue. I've seen it happen. Yes. So I've, I've like I've didn't happen to me, but I remember I think it was either the first or the second time that I went like to an island destination. This lady came to the front desk. What were you gonna say, Bianca? No, I was gonna say, what was your answer? Oh, uh, I'm um so say actually the same thing. I love a good um hotel, but like one that offers a whole nine experience, like one that gives you the massage and you get the breakfast in bed, and you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you get a, a beautiful thing, like, yeah. Yes. And um, but yeah, I was gonna say too because your internet um was going in and out. But uh, there is a um kit that you could buy that comes with the black light, so you can see the spots mm -hmm. on this. It comes with, of course, any like bug spray. But they also um have this new device where you can tell if a camera is in your room. So we gotta get mm -hmm. you the kit, girl. Where we go? Where yeah, we go. I need the kit. <laughs> but then I probably would also be like so disgusted with the black light because I, I mean know. you know they, they say they don't uh, wash the comforters and all that you know the carpet all that it was just, that's not you know, true like, also. there I've watched quite a few exposés and it's very unfortunate and I think that if I had the kid, I would disgust myself because yeah. any little thing would. Yeah. 
that black light probably had a whole room lit up. We'd be like, no, I gotta go. I'm already like. So this person, they did the video. They went to a. They went to the highest price hotel in LA, and they went to the lowest price hotel in LA. And in the lowest price, of course, when they used the black light, they found all the spots. But in the luxury hotel. It was the London in mm -hmm. um, Los Angeles, and they didn't find anything. They didn't find any messy right. stuff. So I think it, you should, Gary. You should want to know. They you, they should be treated to the the highest extent for what it, they charge to be in there. You're paying your money. You should mm -hmm. know. Yeah. You can always ask for another room if that one is not up to par. I, and yeah. I have, and I will, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> we one uh, one of the hotels we stayed at in Louisiana. I was like, come on, and they had like those little signs and stickers and stuff all over the room saying like they did extra sanitation because mm -hmm. of COVID. But there was like. Um, candy on the floor crumbs i'm like obviously whoever was in the room before has had kids so i don't know how the staff felt like they could put these extra cleanliness signs all over the place and it was like food left around so airbnbs now as opposed to hotel room what was the nicest place that you guys have ever stayed in and i'm still here but ever stayed in um, that's a great question. I have to think of all the places I would stay. I think the nicest place I stay has to be the Airbnb. And, um, the one you was talking about, yeah, in Miami, yeah, South Beach, this came points, this came Bay, one of those. Yeah, um, I stayed at a really nice hotel, spa resort in Aruba, the Occidental, and um, Ibero Star was pretty good in Jamaica. Yeah, I'd say those those two. Mine was an Airbnb. It was in Panama City Beach, Florida. <laughs> um, beautiful. Like it was so many rooms. They had the jacuzzi tub. Um. And then they were, I think it was like a three-bedroom Airbnb, but the it was right on the beach. So that one was so pretty, and it was so, so nice. Girl, you got me, me wanting to get to the beach. We didn't yeah. have this talk about the beach yeah. the past few episodes. We're going to plan that trip. We're, we're we going. Y'all ain't going. <laughs> so we got to come on and plan that trip for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll make this our last question because it's gone quite some time now, um, which is, if you could start a charity organization, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. I would definitely want to do something for teen moms. That's good. Um, I've said before that I, I wanted to start a school for teen parents, moms and dads, where um, parents in classes will be incorporated and the kids could attend the school with the parents, so they'll be in daycare kindergarten or whatever grade they're in um and the parents could take parents in classes and i would definitely want uh young men in there as well not just teen moms but also teen dads because a lot of teen fathers grew up you know uh, you know with the one parent household so they may not know the other side whether they lived primarily with dad or primarily with mom 
Um, I want the guys to be able to be the best dads they could be, and I want the moms to be the best moms they could be. So I want to start something for teen parents. I love that. Um, two for me, I would do one would be for the homeless. Um, I feel like nobody in, in the United States or anywhere in the world should be hungry. Um, so I would do something for the homeless. And then I would also do something for single moms, um, specifically that, um, you know, don't have the necessary resources to find babysitters, to um, have an outlet, just talk to other single moms, share ideas on how to kind of, you know, especially when you have multiple children or just one child um to kind of navigate through you know safe places to take your kids so you can still be able to work um mm -hmm. provide that that for single parents and i think you know there's a need. i like that can i be your co-chair um yeah. <laughs> i like that idea yeah. as well because i feel like when you're a teen i'm, I'm sorry not a teen parent but a single parent single if you make too much money you don't get assistance yeah. But if you don't make enough money, you get assistance, but then you're still in a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Um, because you don't have enough income. So it's I I actually walked that fine line as a single mom for some point where it was like once I got to ten dollars an hour, I was no longer qualified to get daycare assistance. And I'm like, so what am I supposed to do with ten dollars an hour paying for daycare? And having to pay bills, there's no way I could survive, but I made it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it does put people in an awkward space. Like, it's almost like, well, then I need to stay below the threshold because I make mm -hmm. $1 above the threshold or whatever. It doesn't account for all the expenses that I'm now fully responsible for. I think there needs to be a better system on how that works. Yeah. But, um, so I, uh, the, I have a few charity ideas, but one would be for um, youth. Like I was kind of thinking like just girls, but maybe girls and boys, but maybe have girls and boys somewhat divided, but to uh, teach them financial literacy and career pathing and broaden their idea of all the careers that are out there. Cause I think, you know, people tend to look at just like doctor, lawyer, uh, professional athlete or whatever, but there's so many careers that, you know, can pay well um, that are uh, beyond just, you know, those that we broadly hear about. Sure. Um, so something like that. Then I also would like to uh, have a charity around um Like female empowerment, um, I think, again, starting with young women, but um, really teaching girls and young women how to just navigate um, powerful play, like power plays in whether it be in business um, or other, you know, crucial activities and relationships to prepare, prepare you for success. So kind of along the same lines, but a little different. Okay. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right. So now we're going to move on to our topic for today. And we're going to, uh, you know, do, talk about um, the revelation 
of God's will for our lives, um, how we figure out what our purpose here is on earth, how we walk in purpose, and how we make sure that we stay aligned um, with God's purpose and plan. So just to um, start that off, what, what do you think or what has been your experience? How do you hear from God or how do you feel like God reveals himself to you? I don't know yet. I think we had an episode not too long ago where I, I um, expressed or either I said it in my head either way that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I hear people say God speaks to them and I'm like, well, when is God speaking to me? So, you know, I think that um, when I have a lot of time to myself and I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. um, I think that that must be when God is speaking to me because I have a lot of time to be quiet and just sit and think. Um, so I think that's when my, my revelations come. Yeah, I agree. I think he definitely speaks to me when, you know, things are quiet and um, it's been something that I've had to pray on because I often heard people say a lot, like, God told me to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think God necessarily told me. <laughs> um, like, looking back on certain situations, I um, was talking to a friend earlier today and explaining to her how um, a relationship that I was in for eight years caused me to say, I'm never doing this again. And I think for a long period of time, I, I would always say, well, why did I go through the eight years? And I was like, sometimes it's kind of like to go through it to to say, I'm never going to be in this spot again. And I feel like that's that to me is my answer from God. You know what I mean? Like when you ask questions about things that you've been through in your life and you're looking for some reason of why these things happen, I think sometimes the answers that you get are the answers that come from 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 God. So I pray often that I hear him more clear. Uh, but what, I, what, what a pastor told me before is like, like to truly hear God, um, you have to ask, you know, you have to ask mm-hmm. to, to hear, you know. From yeah. Me. Yeah. I th- um, so that can come through prayer and meditation. You know, when we pray, we're talking to God, but then, you know, we also got to be still and listen. Um, also through scripture, like, you know, um, we can all read the same scripture and get something different out of it. But what we get out of it is what God intended, you know, for the individual. Um, there's no necessarily so beautiful to me. right or wrong, but it, it could be that there's many things in one scripture, you know. So you take what's, what's relevant to you. I'm going to take what's relevant to me. And, and um, but uh, a more textbook answer on how God reveals himself um, would be God has revealed himself to us in the glorious of his creation, you know, the earth and everything that's therein. Um, if you are one who lends to believe that that's how the, the word, the earth, it was formed by God speaking, you know, let there be light and there was light. And, you know, the seven days of the creation of the world um, as written in the Bible. Also, God reveals himself in the written word. So um, through the scriptures, um, when we read 
the Bible, we should look at it as um, not just something that was written, you know, thousands of years ago, um, but it, it still is relevant. There's like really nothing new under the sun. Every type of situation, circumstance, you know, scandal, it's all there. Like um, the Bible is not just a book of uh, instruction, but it has that in it too. But it also has, you know, stories. There's murder, sex, mayhem. It's all there. So it's like um, being able to see how the stories or the, you know, passages of the Bible are relevant and relate to the world that we live in today. Um, and then also in our personal experience, when we seek God, so how do we seek God? Through prayer, through reading the Bible, through um, even attaching ourselves to others who we deem to be sound spiritual counselors, you know, others who have maybe been maybe more mature or in the, in the, um, walking in their spiritual gifts or whatever for a longer period of time, we can also glean from them, learn from them. You know, they may be able to help us break some things down that we don't fully understand. Um, and then other supplemental readings as well, like books and things written by, like like we did the Crazy Faith book written by Michael Todd. But, you know, people that are seasoned and write books, um, sharing their stories and experiences all of these things and just help, help us to learn and grow um, to be in tune with the things of God. But, you know, God is ever present and all around us. So I think sometimes too, just being observant, you know, and reflective, like you said, when so you I want to think about quick. a circumstance or a situation that you're in. Uh, I want to bring yeah. it less higher level and more personal. Have you guys ever had a mm -hmm. personal reveal? like a personal man. This is a stamp that God put on it for me. Reveal. Yeah, several. Um, Very often, yeah. Mm -hmm. Several for me where it's kind of like a, gosh, I see, I see what you were, um, you know, trying to show me or tell me. And those, in those moments, it literally like, stops me i'm trying to think of one that i want to share <laughs> i know <laughs> um you know that's not too too crazy personal, personal. but um you know I, I one i think you know even even relationships that haven't worked out in my life not not necessarily even romantic relationships relationships that just haven't worked friendships um um, that didn't work out, I tend to do a lot of reflecting back, like, why? Why was that situation necessary for me in my life? What did I take from it? What can I learn? What, what, what did I do wrong? Even if I wasn't necessarily the wronger, what did I do, you know, to impact the situation? Um, so that would, for me, would be one that I could kind of to answer the question and say yeah i think i've had some personal reveals with like um one that i care to share is like when i i feel like i was going through a little bit of a depression when my husband passed mm -hmm. and it was times that i could feel myself sliding like just i'm just gonna go ahead and set up a tent and get real comfortable in this depression real good 
And I'll have moments where it's like, nah, you about to get up. You about to get out of this house. You're about to go to the store, to the Yana house. You're about to go somewhere. You're about to get up. You're about to, no, you can't camp out here. Fold the tent up, get up, go. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of times I would be like, you know, kind of guys speaking to me like, nah, we ain't about to do that. Not today. <laughs> so like those personal reveals and like, you know, how to manage, you know, because that was a rough time, but I, you know, I felt like it was like, okay. And then little nuggets kept happening. It's like, okay, you're not going to get up, give up on your dreams of, you know, owning a home and living life. You're going to do all these things, get up and go. So, so I do have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine's is for sure. Like, um, like when I was, I, I would be down to a very little. Um, sometimes it's like waiting for that next paycheck to come. And I'm like, oh, how are we going to get from point A to point B? We got everything that we have, so it's no need to panic. But it's like um, a design will come through. Like somebody told somebody that I can design something from them. But that happens more so often now where I don't have to worry about that, you know, waiting for that next paycheck to come. So that's my revelation that God, like design is something that I should be doing. Um, because it's like, I didn't go and ask anybody or say anything about designing something and somebody would be like, oh yeah, do you know my friend, my friend, this person, this, this person sent me your way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that for me. Yeah. I could say similar to that, Shelly, there's definitely been times where I was like, uh, you know, you can only carry one and cross out your two so many different ways <laughs> when you got you know multiple expenses to pay and like i've had times in the past where i've been laid off work or whatever and um i remember clearly one time i was like really trying to figure it out and see how i could as they say rob peter to pay paul Mm -hmm. and then i just literally stopped excuse me stopped what i was doing i like laid back on my bed with my head up to the ceiling and I just started laughing like girl you are being ridiculous you can't squeeze blood from a turnip like you gonna pay what you gonna pay what you're not gonna pay you gonna get paid um and you know things are gonna fall into place um and when I stopped you know trying to figure it out myself or worrying about it or stressing about it um, you know, I had to remind myself, I, I say it often now, but at that time I had to remind myself to, you know, be anxious for nothing, all things in prayer, supplication, make your request known to God. Let him, he already knows what's going on anyway. Just have conversation like, look, you know, these, I got more bills than money and, <laughs> you know, like, um, and it was like, soon after that, I had, I had already been like applying for jobs and stuff like that. But I also um, remember I was at a, a, I was at church and this lady who was a, a guest speaker or whatever, she said, uh, um, what you need, she's like, what you need is not a lot. Like it's not, you to you it feel like it's a big deal. It's a major thing because it you feel like your back is against the wall. But she was like, that's easy. God got you. You're going to be fine. 
And I was like, okay, girl, you know, <laughs> um, I was like, and she didn't know that I had had that experience where I was like, you know what, I, I give up, it's, it's, you know, and it was like soon after that, I randomly got a call like, you know, hey, you about to get this job. And I had no idea that that, that job was going to end up leading to the career that I'm in now. But it's like, um, yeah, I've been... I've been sold out. I've been trusting, like, you know, like whatever, whatever happens, even if it's not in my plans, God has a bigger plan and it's all going to be to the good. So God's plan. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. that plan, I'd be like, okay, God, look, um, you didn't consult me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Where you going with this? <laughs> and that's, that's just the amazing thing. Like he really doesn't like I I say I post it often on on um Facebook. Like God don't need your help. Like mm -hmm. He don't need you to do anything. Sit mm -hmm. there, relax, and wait. Like the don't be anxious thing for me. It, it I have a friend that tells me that often, and I do. Like I have to sh I have to slow off myself. Like look, I'm trying to get ahead of God. God. Like mm -hmm. what? that he can't and what mountain can I move that he can't I can't move any mountains he can move them all so I, for me it's like girl sit down somewhere and, and absolutely relax and I find when I do do that um, the situation always works out and how yeah. many have I heard my moms and I'm sure your moms have said to you on occasions like sit down relax like this is your situation this is what you're you're dealing with but you will be fine like you will totally be fine yeah and i'm like things always have a way of working themselves out like they always do but i think it it, it aligns with either we win or we win period yes. so i'm uh, like if you really like i think you have to believe what you say you know and say what you believe so that's why you also need to be careful about what you say. Because if you say things like, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm going to be stuck like this forever. Or I'm never going to achieve all these things. Like you're, you know, sabotaging your own success. So that's why we do have to be mindful of the things that we say. And, you know, it's good to practice affirming things, you know. Yeah. I you used to be get, that person. Yeah. I used to be the... It's not gonna work out for me. Every time I try stuff, things go wrong. Like I might as well not even try because it's never gonna happen to me. I always have bad luck. And I was like, what's the point of me even giving energy to this? Like, what is the point of me even saying these things to myself? Because then now you have started this whole internal trauma to yourself mm -hmm. by doing that um at least that that's what happened to me because like yeah you, you delay know. you delay your process block your mm -hmm. blessings you know all of yeah the good thing is that you are outwardly saying it so other people can hear it imagine those people who don't say it because i think i was a closet i can or i'm never gonna you know get it mm -hmm. heard it so no one could check me on it until mm -hmm. i started saying it out loud to other people and realize that, um, you know. Yeah, I still laugh with Bianca because she she would be like, "Oh my, you make me sick! You're always the glass is half full." And I'm like, "Girl, it's not half full. It's full, full. It's running over. It's like and she's like, oh my god.' But I like, you know, it. Um, 
I think what we see like on the surface is always an illusion of, you know, the what's really lies below the surface or the bigger, broader picture. And of course, if the opposition can get us to, you know, focus on whatever's happening now that's an annoyance, mm-hmm. then you and get you to stray away from the bigger picture, your long-term goal, whatever, um, then you you allow doubt to creep in. And it's really just a form of not only are you doubting yourself, but you're doubting, you know, God's ability to take right. it to the next level. And that's, so, that's, that's real. To, to doubt yeah. him um, is, is basically saying, you know, I can't do nothing about it and you can't either. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, and, and I, I, who am I to say what, what God thinks, you know, but I, I think sometimes it's like, I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. Now I got to take you on this journey of me showing you or me um, proving to you, you know, that these things are, can happen in your life. It's like, it, it doesn't have to go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a matter of like you do you really you have to let go and completely trust him, and that that's that's easier said than done because that's a, kind of a process that I'm going through right now, and I think I'm at, at my end scope where I really do feel like um, I trust God. Nor am I not, I'm not afraid to say um, that I struggle with that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because like to, to to say that you trust something that's a being that you can't see. You can't hear, you know, the way that you, you people think of hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot for someone to be able to adjust to when they haven't studied the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. talk to people who are in the know um, about God. So, yeah, it's like it's just uh, like anything else. You know, I think Todd, Michael Todd might make this reference. Other spiritual leaders have as well, like your faith. It's like a muscle. If you don't yeah, work yeah. the muscle, you're not going to see any uh, strength. So if you don't, you know, do things that help you to expand your faith or, uh, you know, trust and believe in the things, the promises of God, or even to know what those things are, you have to, you know, spend time. You have to spend time reading the Bible other spiritual material, aligning yourself with like-minded people, you know, um, unfortunately, it's not going to just be like instant download. Mm -hmm. It's a process, you know, but you also have to allow yourself um, the opportunity to be like, okay, I don't know everything. I'm not going to do everything right. I'm not going to get it right. But the goodness is Although I might be wishy-washy, I might struggle in my faith day to day. God is the same. He hasn't changed. The words are there. It's not that I'm waiting on God. It's God waiting on me to to catch up. So, and whenever that is, you know, so some things could happen a lot quicker if we just plug in a lot sooner. But okay, if you want to, you know, uh, take the longer route, it might be more sustainable because, if if some things some things if it was just given to you right away, you might take it for granted and misuse it. But some of the things that take longer, 
you may have a deeper appreciation for. Absolutely. Um, I agree with that. That, that's, that's, a, that's the story of my life when it comes to our business. I'm going to appreciate it so much more because of all the hard work that we've gotten to to get there. Um, yeah. I, and I mean, I don't want to just, I, I, I honestly don't want it to just be handed to us. Mm-hmm. I feel like there, it, there's something still left that he's still trying to show us it, or we would have had the keys already. So yeah. I, that. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with the process. Like, either there's still things that we need to learn, still yeah. things that we need to apply, uh, you know, still things that that we need in our toolkit, so that once we get it, we'll be able to sustain, you know, and and like just skyrocket, you know. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm I'm. I'm patient with the process, but not stagnant. So that's another thing too. I think sometimes I think some people may feel like being still is being stagnant, but it's not necessarily one and the same. Like you could be, um, you could cautiously, you know, prepare yourself for certain things. Um, And although, you know, people, on the outside looking in may feel like, oh, y'all not doing nothing. But they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They don't know the, you know, the time that we spend, the um, hours we put in and developing product and services and, you know, making plans. So, but that's fine. You know, um, but I think everything happens in due time and in the right time. So I'm... I'm okay with God's time. If I so I think something that we probably could incorporate or try to make a better uh conscious effort of practicing daily is to um when we make plans, ask God, like, is our plan lining up with his plan? And mm-hmm. if not, ask him to reveal, you know, the next step that we should take um so that our plan is aligning with his plan. You know, yeah, yeah, which totally. I think uh, we try to do that. I think we do a pretty good job of you know, if you guys aren't doing it, I am. I, I am, yeah. I'm kind of new at this, I'm kind of six months in, but I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've definitely seen a, no, a change in myself within myself that I'm not, I'm, I'm not really anxious for anything. God has the better plan for me. I could be wishing and hoping and, and looking at. Um, like I'll take it for example, the space that we're kind of looking at. I'm, I'm not in a rush. If, if if it's not, if that's not where we're supposed to be, who am I? Like who am I to stand in the way of anything that God has planned for Cafe Coco Latte? Look, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it is that you want to do with this, I am yeah. totally fine with that. And yeah. that actually came from a mentor of of ours who just has that attitude when it comes to the business like you're not gonna rush me into a decision to make a decision yep i do want us to be able to also do of course at asking god is this the right path for us to take is to um you know understand where where each person is coming from like mm-hmm. if i say something this doesn't mean you know that's that's the you know tear away the whole plan this is just how i feel i'm gonna spread that out 
So yes, I think for sure we need to bring God into our decision making. Yeah, which and I think some things you know that did just happen or just fall into place, or you know we made these great connections with people. Those things I think have been ordained by God. You know, like some of the relationships that we've formed. It's like what are the odds that we would have connected with these people and that they would be invested in our future and our success you know it's like so those type of things also i don't take for granted and i don't look at it as uh something that we did you know but i think we have to always be uh ready you know they say if you stay ready you don't gotta get ready so when the right opportunities come along we can take advantage of them you know Mm -hmm. But we don't have to um, force a square into a round hole. Yeah, definitely. Um, Let's see. Sorry. Why? Why do you think? Um, why do you think God reveals himself to us? I think we spend a lot of time calling on him, you know, uh, asking for, I think as humans, we spend a lot of time asking God for the things that we want. And sometimes God reveals like, Hey, Hey, over here (laughs) uh yeah no i'm not doing that but i'm gonna give you these tools to do walk this way the the tools i'm gonna give you will take you where you need to be i may not reveal everything but i'm gonna give you these tools and walk that way so i think sometimes god reveals himself to put us on the right path even though we may think the path is this The path is, I want this job, I want to be with this woman, I want to be with this man, or I want to go to this school, or I want to go to this, and God will reveal himself to say, no, this is it, over here, pay attention. Mm -hmm. I think he he reveals himself because he loves us, you know, I think, I think it's necessary, um, he wants to have a relationship with us. Um, I think I think sometimes too, it's, it's almost kind of treated like, if I'm going through something, then God needs to be here. I think God needs to be here like every day, even when things mm-hmm. are great, you know, even, even when, when there's no problems, like I still want him here. I still want him, you know, invited to everything I do. I don't know why this conversation always tends to drive me to tears, but I have um, some amazing people in my life who could like show me God. And I think he came into my life at a necessary time. It was, you know, after losing somebody who I met, like when, when my cousin Claudia died, she was essentially supposed to be kind of like, the person to be there for us when our parents pass. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think life took a path where it was just kind of like, 
everything was up for grabs and like whatever happens like i don't really care anymore and you know what what what's living for what you know and i think i got that idea you know um now thinking about it um she was the person that told me to go back to school you know and then i found my love for design and then that led me to um wanting to design for a church that then led me to having a relationship with god so that was like my path with him revealing himself to me and yeah. it makes me cry because um i know he loves me you know yeah um here i am thinking that life is just gonna like to do i'm a mom i need to take care of my child and you know relationships may happen they may not you know but i think it was necessary for me to be in the spots that i wa was in in my life in order to um be a helpful hand to somebody else in order to see god in order for him to reveal himself to me i've always been curious about the topic um but didn't grow up in church, didn't have the background of knowing the the Bible and everything. Um, so yeah, that was my path. And that's why I think. I think that's a beautiful answer. I definitely think that God <laughs> reveals himself to us because he loves us. That, that is the most simplistic answer, but I think I agree with it 100%. Like, because he loves us, he's actually giving us everything that we need you know for for our personal health our wealth our every you know function that we have as a human being um god gives us the the knowledge the wisdom even the ideas the i i think when we realize um every good and perfect gift comes from above like our talents our ideas all of those things are, you know, coming from God. And yes, he loves us. He wants to see us win. He wishes above that we, above all, that we prosper and be in good health. So how do we do that? Um, you know, I think when, you know, life circumstances or whatever, chaos, trauma, whatever comes our way, it is you know, imperative to take a moment to realize, yeah, God loves me. None of this is happening to me because God doesn't love me or he wants to hurt me or harm me. Um, these are things that happen in life because it, life experiences, unfortunately, are not all, you know, great. But mm -hmm. we, can, we can take the good with the bad or we can appreciate the good but not so good. Um when we not only acknowledge but accept God's love for us, you know, and it's like we even know how the story ends, <laughs> we know we win. So it's like if we can always keep that at the forefront, um, even when it when you know when we lose loved ones, when we get unfavorable diagnosis, when we lose a job, you know, whatever it's like. Whatever happens in this course, in this journey of life, God loves me. It's going to be sometimes that I may not understand 
or I, I feel physical pain, spiritual, emotional pain because of whatever's going on around me. But I think the love that God has for his people is the greatest love story ever told. Um, so even if we struggle with, you know, feeling loved in relationships, friendships, whatever, it's like God loves me. He's going to put people in my life that if if the person whom I thought should be the one to show me the type of love that I'm looking for, yearning for, whatever, he's going to put the proper people in my life if the quote-unquote mean people just don't have the capacity for whatever reason. So they have, you know, like we were talking about parenting and all that. Parents, uh, before they're parents, they're individuals. And unfortunately, not every parent is equipped to, you know, parent or um, even a, you know, a sibling may not show up in the way that you think a sibling should show up. But then you meet other people, you know, outside of your nuclear family or whatever, that may be a, a, a sibling-like figure or a parent-like figure. Um, That's definitely a fact. Like, I've, you know, experienced that where it's like, maybe I'm not getting it here, but I could get it over here. Yeah. Um, and people who have revealed themselves to be closer to me than, you know, people you would most expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that um, just thinking about God removing people and bringing people in, um, I think sometimes we even try to block that uh, because we think we know better. Like, no, mm-hmm. this person, uh, I don't ever want to talk to this person again. And God is like, no, nah, that person is supposed to be with you for more than a season. Or it might mm-hmm. be someone where you're like, no, this person needs to be my you know, in my life or this person needs to be my whatever, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a counselor, whether it's a teacher or a mentor or whatever. Um, and sometimes guys like, yeah, no, I'm gonna bring somebody else. This, this ain't the person. I got somebody else for you. Um, you know, maybe that person just is there for a reason or a season, maybe to teach you something or to just be around for a season, but yeah, or a few seasons. So right, right. Yeah. Um, I also think like um as spiritual beings, as being connected to God, um, it's important that we exhibit God-like qualities. Like, of course, we're never gonna be perfect, we're not gonna be um we're not gonna be God, but for some people or for those who are not necessarily um, who haven't accepted God in their life, you might be the example or the only God that they see, or, you know, they may see something in you that brings them to want to have a relationship with God. So how we present ourselves and how we interact with other people, um, there should be something that somebody can glean from. Like, what would you consider to be God-like qualities? Um, I think like if you, like we just said, God reveals himself to us because he loves us. If you show love to people, um, maybe even when you feel like they don't deserve it, you know, when you are um, doing things from the heart, you know, like what's from the heart reaches the heart, um, not for any, you know, recognition, 
Like if you do charity, do it because you're doing it out the goodness of your heart, not for the gram, you know, not to be like, look what I did. I, I, uh, I helped somebody, but those type of things, like, um, you know, if you have connection with somebody that maybe, you know, is not in a, a good situation, like say be a mother to the motherless, like if you, um, can be a mentor, can be a mother figure in, in a child's life. Those type of things, I think, reveal um, the love of God inside of you. Right? But even, it doesn't even have to be to, to um, just to charity. I think the way you interact and show up in every relationship, like being ethical at work, um, being loving to your friends and family and you know being being genuine and authentic and really being invested in the lives of the people that you claim you love you know shelly what do you what do you think is god like quality? um i think all the things that diana mentioned i tend to disagree with the do it for the gram thing um i'm i i've seen so many people get helped online um and let's face it i mean you know, the web, the internet is something that people do every day, you know. Um, I think that sometimes that those things kind of make the world go around um, because if somebody posts something and it's like that person may have ill will behind it, somebody else might see it and start their own foundation, you know what I mean? Or um so, like when we were talking about the uh, random acts of kindness, you know, people kind of doing stuff for this is this is my essentially my answer to that question. People doing stuff when when they don't think God's watching. Like to me, I think that's living your life. God, like you're not hurting anybody. You are. You have a personal relationship with God. I try not to look at too much at what other people are doing to you know, say what is God like, what is not. Mm -hmm. um, it almost to me sounds a little judgy, but for, for me, I'm like, if somebody posts something online and then they're showing their gratitude or they're showing that they're doing something for somebody and it's nice, so what? That might, somebody else watching that, could, it could be a life changer for them. Right. I'm all about what's the I'm talking to because <laughs> I realized that, you know, the internet while it does some stinky negative stuff, it does some really positive things. As well. I agree. I think it's the intent behind it. Like, if you are a person who, you know, are doing some charity act, the, the, whoever is receiving the charity, they're, you know, they, they'll still receive um, the services or whatever that you're providing that they need it. But if, you're, if your intent behind it is just to, you know, uh, get a pat on the back, but not that you really have a genuine interest in helping people, um, and it's more exploitive. Whether I don't care whether that's um, because you put it on Instagram, or even if you just go around, you know, bragging to your friends and family. Um, I think you're kind of missing the point. But I don't. I'm so I'm not against social media, but if um, like if there's a big food drive, I've seen people, you know, post a food drive or feeding homeless or whatever. I think um, I don't know. It's kind of I think it's a it's a thin line between still making sure that the people 
have dignity because maybe they don't want to be seen on social media. Maybe they don't, they feel like they wouldn't want that image of where they're at in life to be uh, displayed, you know? So that has definitely happened. Like there was a, there's a, there's a famous TikToker that I follow and he was getting a really bad rap because he was showing the people, um, you know, on the internet, but he and, and was still helping the people at the same time. And the person, the homeless person was like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have the internet. You just helped me. So that that's all I really care about. So mm-hmm. I, I think even, even with the ill will behind something that somebody else is doing, um, what comes from that to me is more important than the singular person doing the singular thing that might be bad. Um, I see a lot of people post food drives and stuff like that, too. Um, there's a pastor that I follow that posts food drives, and I don't even live in the same state that he lives in, and I would share his posts. Well, the reason was not just for a drivers by to see them come through. The reason was to be like, maybe that might be a good idea for my pastor or a pastor here to do, you know, or somebody to see that this person is doing this amazing thing. Kelly, why don't you start that thing? Like sometimes I think it, uh, evil intents can create, um, cause even like in, in random acts of kindness, like that first person, what if they do it and it's with ill will behind it? But the 50 cars that did it after them, had a, a whole different attitude. To me, I think, so what, you know, for the first car that did it. This makes me think about, I think it was, I don't know if it was last winter or a couple winters ago, it was a guy who, he would post videos of him helping the homeless in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it was a video of him walking through the snow and he picked someone up and carried them. And, mm-hmm. you know, people, and he had been doing this for years, just like feeding the homeless, bringing them food. People started to turn on him. Uh, like, oh, you just posting these videos and blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, trying to, I guess, shame him. But he inspired someone else to help. And it was a woman. I don't even know if her name was ever really revealed. But she ended up buying a bunch of hotel rooms. Mm. Uh, motel rooms in Chicago so like some of the homeless people could get off the street. I think it was like going to be one of those cold snaps we get here in Chicago, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, he they kind of, you know, met through that and she like I think she gave like 29 or some odd amount of uh, motel rooms and I'm like, you know, that video sparking someone else to do something is like, you know, Awesome, you know, but I, I think it does have to do, even if someone has bad intent, they could call someone and be like, you know, that person was wrong. I'm going to fix it and do something right um, and do something nice to help people, you know, because of that person's bad intent. Everybody doesn't have the right heart and, you know, having ill intentions isn't godlike, but um, I think, you know, if it, if it sparks some sort of positive change in others, I think it's, you know, a good deed. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, anything that I do, I, I hope that I'm doing it with the right intentions, you know? So, you know, one of the things, um, 
that we pray or it, it, which is taken from scripture is to create me a clean heart, renew within, within me a right spirit. So I'm saying, God, check me too. If I'm doing something under the, the, the pretense of I'm doing this to show, you know, the God in me, but really I'm just got an ego thing going on and it's going to pump up my ego then check me on that. Make sure that my intentions are good, you know, that I really am doing the things that I'm doing out of my heart and with the right intent. And there still may be somebody who is critical of me and saying, oh, she's just doing that for whatever, X, Y, Z reason. So, yeah, for each individual, I think um, I was the point I was trying to make is to just, you know, do things from the heart. Not oh, for, for sure. um, for oh, thank you, know, you. Accolades. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, it's easier to, um, you know, do the wrong thing, it's harder to do the right, and so mm-hmm. you know, for some people, but um, yeah, God is definitely present in any good deed. Yeah, whether you and, and, I mean, and I think is if I don't, I mean, I can take correction from anybody, but um, if God <laughs> checked me on something, then it is forever and consistently checked. Like, <laughs> you know, um, one sermon that Pastor Lisa preached like years ago that always stuck with me was, um, if like if you're unsure of who you are, um spend time telling God who he is and he'll reveal to you who you are, the good, the bad, the ugly, so that you can, you know, make those necessary changes. Um, and, and I think that's very true. Like, so even if you find yourself feeling unsure of the next move to make, or if you feel like you're stuck in a situation or whatever, I think when you, you know, even if you just, Take time, whether you verbally say it, think it in your mind, say it in your prayer, write it in a journal, whatever. If you start saying all the things about God, like God is good, God is love, God is patient and kind and all these things, um, you can kind of see where you measure up or what those qualities are that you feel like you, you're for yourself, you want to see outwardly, like I think sometimes too we're bound by fear. Like some things we don't do because we worry about how people are going to perceive us or what they're going to think about us, even if it's something positive. You know, like um, oh, if I start saying that I could um, mentor the youth, like are people going to feel like what? What are your qualifications to mentor or you know this to that? Whatever negative self talk you give to yourself. So. But in that, you know, time of um, just thanking God for who he is and acknowledging what he is and all the, the many faceted things that he is, it'll also let you know what is like God in you and what you need to, you know, change and what you need to embrace. Yeah. 
I was just reflecting back on that statement, like facts. Yeah. Um, how do you feel um, God reveals truth to us? Like, what or yeah? Even if even if I rephrase that and say, um, what helps you to feel like? Something is something that you know to be true or you know for sure. Um, I don't think I quite understand the question. What helps us like know something is for sure? Like mm-hmm. how or true. Accept something to be a truth, a truth for you. Like I think I just feel it in my gut. When I know something is a truth, it's just an, an internal thing. It's just right here in the gut, and I know it's the truth. And there's no way I could be shaken off of that foundation of knowing that it's the truth. And that's maybe, you know, the discernment that God has placed in me. Um, but when I know it to be a fact or a truth, it's just in that gut. Like if it's involving, say, me and another person, like I try not to concentrate so much on that other person and just concentrate on myself. Like what are you, what specifically, what are you, uh, what have you seen from this point to make you feel like this is what I know is the ultimate truth? I think sometimes too, you gotta, you gotta sit with things. You gotta, um, you gotta pray about it. You have to, um ask for help <laughs> like i'm not getting a good understanding of this so i'm asking for help to get a better understanding so help me <laughs> help me <laughs> help me understand um you know what that truth truly is but if it's something internally with with my own self um i feel like bianca said with just your gut like you just know like this is this is me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people would say the the gut, the subconscious, the still small voice, the inner whatever um, is our connection to God. It is, you know, um, ways in which we say it commonly, like um, intuition or mm-hmm. all of that. Really, is God. Um, it's just a matter of do we take heed to it? Are we in tune with it? You know. Which makes me think that more people have a better relationship with God than some tend to say that they do. You know, people that to me, like not nothing, nothing excites me more than a person who has that and like I'm out with people who have this very like knowing a way about like I'm going to move this way and this is why I'm going to move this way. And I'm like, to me, I feel like those people who may not be church growers or even Bible readers, I think those people um, may have a, an amazing relationship with God and not even know it just because they, they lean within that voice. They hear that voice. I know this is my gut. I know it's something that I should be doing. Um, and not that I'm saying don't have a personal connection with God, don't go to church, don't read the Bible, do what you think is best for you. 
But I think those people also have divine insight as well. Yeah, I think you could be a, a spiritual person and have relationship with God outside of being a member of the church. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the being a member of a church or having like some spiritual structure should only you know be additive to um, maybe your growth, your understanding. It's not a requirement, but it's also not something that we shouldn't, you know, just neglect. Oh, I thought my pastor wouldn't be happy to hear that I said that, so I, I need to get back. No, I think, I mean, any pastor would say, like, yeah, <laughs> salvation is one thing. Your relationship is another. So if you, if you desire to... Uh, study and know, you know, and know things on a deeper level, or um, I guess confirm what you feel, um, confirm what you know. That's where the church and the Bible and assembly of Christians and all that can um, come together and be beneficial. But yes, so it, you know, it's levels to everything. Yeah. Um, it may be a little more basic level, you know, um, when you don't incorporate everything, but I, I just want it all. You know, I want as much as I can take, as much as I can handle. Um, and, but yes, being a part of a church isn't solidifying your relationship with God. It could, because it can be a, a mechanism by which you grow and all that. But um, you could also have a relationship with God and never step. I think that's the the beauty of it. I think that's the beauty of God. He placed us here with with a mind to think of how you want to go there. And I think when he sees that you need help, he does step in. He does reveal himself, you know, sometimes through other people, sometimes through. Absolutely. Um, but, but for, for that personal journey for for somebody to take it it, it, with a personal journey behind it, whether it be spiritual or within a church, um, to me, that's just the beauty of God. He didn't even tell us that we need to love him. He didn't even tell us. And he still loves us. Yep. I think going back to what you were saying earlier, um, you know, I think also is taking the time to not only hear the revelation that's coming to you, mm-hmm. but to take action on it. It's yeah. Like, you know, hearing stuff is one thing, but to yeah. take action on that revelation is a whole nother. Yeah. I think, you know, things could be revealed to you. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's all about the action that you put behind mm-hmm. said revelation. Yeah. then that revelation is going to keep coming to you. Yeah. Hey, I maybe you ain't get it the last time, but here you go. Yeah. Here it is again. You still ain't got it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's putting the action behind the revelation. But yeah. yeah. And yeah. my fear is like that running out. Like it's on me so many times. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, I hope you don't give up on me. <laughs> I'm like, even if that's not the intent of the, like the good, the good grace will run out. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it, it does. I mean, it definitely scares me into a lot of things for me with yeah. action. It's like, all right, it's only so many times I'm going to let you keep saying you want to get this house. I want to get this house. For sure. Unless I, like my mom. My mom, to me, for sure, is one of those people who she's not, you know, she doesn't read the Bible every day. We didn't grow up. She grew up in church. Um, but I think, you know, over time, things have happened in her life that caused her to not, um, to be a believer, but in a different kind of way. Yeah. And um, but to me, she's one of those people that she may have a closer relationship than what she thinks that she actually does. Um, Because sometimes I'll be like, Ma, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> Did you just say that? Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. He's amazing. He's amazing. Well, I think, um, you know, the goodness and the beauty of God is that the personal experience. So however that looks like for you um, or each individual, you know, um, as long as you, you, you know, are walking in your truth and your divine purpose, you stay connected to the principles of God. Um, if you seek Revelation, you know, is there for the taking. Um, the Bible tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added. So whatever it is that you want to pursue, to do, to, you know, dive into. We talked about, you know, things that we would like to do. Um, I think all things are possible. Um, it just takes time, patience, work, whatever. Um, and spending time with God to, for him to reveal himself, his purpose, his plan for your life. Um, and then, you I know. That. I feel like we all have a revealing season. Um, it may not be the beginning of the year. Like a lot of people, you know, mm -hmm. focus on the beginning of the year as their revealing season. It might be in August for you. It might be in December for somebody else. It may be in July. But when you keep giving, getting these reveals you're washing dishes and this thought pops into your head that might be god when mm -hmm. you're like walking down the hallway you know and you get this thought it might be god so take a moment when you keep getting these revelations to sit back um to take heed and take a moment to i think you said earlier be still and you know work through it and, mm -hmm. and you know come to your your own understanding of not just your truth, because your truth might be, you know, different faded in what you think. Mm -hmm. Um, it's God's truth. God's truth. What yeah. what God's truth is for mm -hmm. all of us. Um, and not just, you know, because I think a lot of times as humans, we <clears throat> have a tendency to think, well, this is what I think, and this is and I've been wrong a lot. I there's been times I'm like, man, I thought and set back something, which is probably mm -hmm. God. I said to me, you know what, Bianca, you could have did that differently, or you could have mm -hmm. said that differently. Um, so I think a lot of times it's getting out of God's way and hearing his truth versus holding on to your own truth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think all that the the scriptures and the written word of God do is, you know, confirm and enlighten. So it's like, Oh, I've been pondering over this thing. And then this one scripture, it may be made up of 10 words. 
has <laughs> enough power to get me beyond this hump or you know what I see as the impasse or whatever. Nana, and it's what's like, the story of the guy of the man and the tree? You know that Bible verse? The man and the tree? Yeah, the man who climbed in the tree to get Scott to get God's attention. Do you know that story? I don't think oh, so. Uh, so there's a story in the Bible. I'm gonna find out the name. I don't. I don't know, but I'm gonna find it. Um, let me try to get it before we start this. But the premise of the story is he's a he's a he's a thief. He's he's a thief. He is supposed to get a certain amount of money from people for taxes, and um. Anything extra that he gets, he can keep. And in the Bible, the story goes, God, uh, Jesus is on earth and he's coming into town and he's going to speak to a bunch of people. Um, the man gets in the tree to get God's attention. He's like, God, I'm up here. I'm, see me. I'm in this tree. Hello. And um, he's like, the people in the town know that this guy is like a thief. He's a, he's a steal. He steals things. Um, and so God's like, Jesus is like, I want to come to your home. Um, and everybody's like, how dare, like, why do you want to go to his home? He's a known liar. He's a known thief. He is, this is Luke chapter nine. Zacchaeus. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. Okay. Luke. Luke 19, 1 through 10. Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, why do you want to go to this person's home? This person, like, he's just trying to get your attention. He's not a, he's not a believer. Why, you know, why do you want to go to his home? And the basic premise that I got from the story was, um, you, it's, it's not the attention of God that you have to seek. Like, you don't have to get in this tree and say, God, I'm here. Like, He's here for us no matter what, and no matter what you've been through, um, you can still receive the love from God. So if it, we, everybody gets up every day and sins. We all do. Everybody sins. But God still loves us, and he still loves mm -hmm. us enough to reveal things to us. That's why I try not to, to judge anybody. Like if your walk in life with God is X, Y, and Z and one, two, three, and mine's is five, four, three, two, one, who cares? <laughs> who cares? The important thing is that you don't have to seek it out. God knows that you're here. Even if you don't climb up to the highest tree to reveal yourself, he can still see you. Oh, yeah. So... I was, I read that, I don't know, maybe I've heard this story before, but it's not one that stuck, sticks in my brain. But yeah, it, and it, it's like, um, it's not a popular, Jesus, popular. Jesus, Jesus, God, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is not just here for people who are already saved or who are already doing everything right. He, yeah, he loves us all. First of all, nobody's doing everything right, but that story is like Jesus is here for the lost too. So even, yeah, there's plenty of stories in the Bible of individuals who um, were probably looked at as a menace to society, 
um, you know, who were able to turn from whatever, like that character wasn't, um, yeah, he wanted to be seen, but he wasn't really trying to be saved. So that can happen too. I mean, sometimes people even like in the church might want to be in the church because it's the popular thing to do, or they want to be seen as the, the lead singer or whatever, but they're not really, um, keen on the relationship, but they might mess around and get caught up <laughs> and, you know, a relationship that even if there wasn't what they were initially seeking, God can reveal himself to the lost, to the lame, to the, you know, person who's like, I ain't got time for that. Um, and reveal to who, who, to you, who you really are, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I say all the time, even my brother, who's a pastor now, when before he, you know, became a pastor, when I was living in Maryland, I would invite him to church. I say, you were going to come to church with me. I'm cooking afterwards. He would just be like, what time is dinner going to be ready? Like, he wasn't trying to go to church with me. He was like, at that point, like, eh, I don't know. Um, I think at one point he was saying he was an atheist or you know, that he didn't necessarily believe what we believed or whatever. Um, and he initially started going to church because he went to church with somebody he was dating. I don't think his intention was to become, you know, lead pastor, you know, running the pulpit. But he just was being respectful to the person that he was dating. Her parents were pastors of a church. And he was like, I ain't, I ain't into this, but since she wanted me to go and meet her parents, I'm going to go. Um, but, you know, sometimes when that revelation happens um, and that fire gets ignited, you know, who knows what that could lead to, you know? Yeah, and I think that goes with the story that Shelly was saying, that your path might be different than my path. Mm -hmm. You know, he took a whole path of, I don't believe this, and now you know, look where he is. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it might be somebody who don't start going to church until they're 60. You know, Absolutely. at some point they're there or, you know, whether they go to a physical church or watch it on TV or sit at home and just read the Bible and pray. Yeah. Like, yeah. your relationship doesn't have to, there is no boxes to check on yeah. your relationship with God and, mm -hmm. and how it should be modeled. Like, oh, if you don't go to church and you're not a believer, no, it's, it's you know, mm -hmm. as long as you establish that relationship is, you know, what, what counts at the end of the day. And, you know, you can still have your revelations anywhere. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I don't want people to think that, yeah. you know, fire and brimstone if you, you're not there. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially now, um, who knew that the whole, you know, COVID situation was going to happen um, for a period of time? Everybody was going to bedside Baptist, as they say, the, the mm -hmm. virtual church experience. Um, but even without that, it, yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't dictate your, you know, whether or not you get your ticket into heaven, um, whether you was there every Sunday or one Sunday, you know. Or no Sundays. Um, it is the the relationship and the acceptance. Like, do you accept Jesus Christ or God in whatever form, 
whatever religious practice you believe in, but do you accept the principles and try to follow them? You know, what do you believe? What's in your heart? You know. Well, that being all, does anybody, uh, I'll let's just go around and say um, everybody's like final statement on the topic. <laughs> you like final statement like the police. <laughs> <laughs> or what, what's, what's your takeaway from today's episode or your final uh, thoughts that you want to share? With uh, I think I kind of already said it. You know, your revealing season can happen at, at any time, any place, whether you're washing dishes or, you know, vacuuming. Uh, it could be anywhere. You could be in the car driving, looking at Christmas lights. You could be in TJ Maxx. So, you know, you it don't matter. Huh? I say you say all the things that you do. I know. So, <laughs> you I could be walking through home goods. It could happen anywhere, any place, any time. You just have to be open to hear it. And open to accept it and um you know walk in God's truth and not your own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you have to be not only willing to listen, but willing to move in that action that God is handing to you, like, oh, mm-hmm. this was revealed to me, let me walk in that action. Um, you know, that's all I got. That was my takeaway. Yeah, um, mine was um, you don't have to carry everything. You don't have to carry even the burden of not knowing. Like if you don't know, it's okay to ask for help. Lester said in part one or two of relationship goals, um, that's one thing that people don't do enough of. Ask for help. You know what I mean? If you're looking or seeking for God to reveal something for you um, that you can't you know, hear it, um, ask for help. You know, ask for understanding. Um, And if, you know, reading the Bible is something that you would even consider to do, do it. Like some of the stories, while, like I said, like we said, you know, one person can hear a verse and another, Deanna said, one person can hear a verse and another person can hear a verse and get totally different things from it. Yeah, Um, I think that is the beauty in God's love. He loves us all individually um, and is here to help. You just gotta, you gotta ask for a way to get to him. Yeah, yep. tap in, tap in, plug yeah. in. Tap yeah. in on the love. <laughs> yeah. Yes, God loves us. Um, he presents us the opportunities. Um, and he wants us to win. He's for us, he's more than the world against us. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we are not waiting on God, God is waiting on us. So yeah. get in tune. Uh, Until next time. Keep it brewing.